0: see this bird with blood and water flowing off of its back they see that bird with blood and water flowing off of its back flying over the city redeeming the city, showing the city, proving to the people, declaring over the people, you are redeemed, you are set free, you are healed. A leper has been cleansed today and he's no longer out of the camp, but he's able to come back in the camp and get a job and work and be a part of the community. He's no longer uh, excommunicated, he's no longer in quarantine. Come on, he's inside in the community with the people. Imagine that. Imagine the disciples seeing that bird being flown over the crowd, flying over them with the blood in the water dripping off of its back as it declares over the city, You are made whole. You are made righteous. You are made complete again. I love that. If we read in the Passion Translation in Mark 140, it says, On occasion a leper came and threw himself down in front of Jesus, pleading for his healing, saying, You have the power to heal me right now, if only, if you only really want to. And being deeply moved with tender compassion, Jesus reached out and touched the skin of the leper and told him, Of course I want you to be healed. And so now be cleansed. Instantly his leprosy completely disorders, completely disappeared, and his skin became smooth. Jesus sent him away with a very stern warning, say, uh, saying, do not say anything to anyone about what has just happened, but go find a priest and show him, show him that you've been healed. Then bring the offering that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a living testimony to everyone. But no sooner did the man leave than he began to proclaim his healing publicly and spread the story everywhere of his healing. Wild. I mean, hey, if, if you were healed, right? When you're, when you get healed and you receive your healing, you want to share it and shout it out with everybody. There's a lady in the church that was recently healed from cancer, Ms. Suzanne. We want to praise God for that and glory, give glory to Jesus for his healing power. Thank you, Lord, that you are the healer still today. Let me tell you, the blood of Jesus is powerful. It's alive and it's, he's moving today and he's working today and he wants to move and work in your life. 1 Peter 1, 8, not 18. 1 Peter verse, uh, chapter 1 and verse 18, it says this, it says, For you know that your lives were ransomed once for all from all the empty and futile ways of life handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold, which eventually perishes, but the precious blood of Christ, who is a spotless, unblemished lamb, was sacrificed for us this was God's plan for he is chosen and destined for this before the foundation of the earth was laid but he has made himself manifest in these last days to you let me tell you the blood of Jesus is powerful but it must be applied how many of you guys know if you just took soap right and you just stood next to the soap how much good would it do Come on, if, if you go to the shower and you tell your, you know, your kid, I remember being a kid, a young teenager. There's some young teenagers in the Franklin house. And, and sometimes we question whether they just stood there and stared at the soap. You go and you take a shower. You say, hey, go take a shower. And they go to take a shower and they stand there and they look at the soap and they stand under the water. They give it about 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And then they get out. Did the soap do them any good? No, because they didn't apply the soap to their lives. We must apply the blood of Jesus. We cannot just stand there and watch the blood of Jesus. We cannot just go and buy the blood of Jesus. We must apply the blood of Jesus. You could still go to a soap factory and still be dirty. You can work in a soap factory and still be dirty. You must apply the blood of Jesus. You must apply the soap to your body to be cleansed. And the blood of Jesus is the best cleansing soap ever. Amen? I want us to think about the crucifixion for a minute. I want us to go to that place 2,000 years ago that's in your Bible in John uh, 20, or 19 and 20 and 21, and the end of Matthew and the end of Mark, the end of Luke, the crucifixion scene as we approach Easter very soon. I want you to think about that, that scene, that time. And I want you to, to think about the um, oh I forgot what it's called, but the, the path that Jesus took to Calvary. The journey to the cross, the Via Della Rosa. Jesus going to the cross. And his journey begins with the Passover feast of his um, disciples. And there's so much in the Passover about the blood of Jesus and so much significance in that. We won't touch on that today. But after the Passover, he goes to the Garden of Eden. And in the Garden of Eden, he sweats blood. The first place that Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary was he sweat it in the garden? He sweat it in the garden. He shed his blood in a garden. How amazing is that? How wonderful is that? that? That the first place that Jesus' blood is mentioned is in the Garden of Eden when God proclaims Jesus is gonna come and the, he'll crush Satan's head and Satan will bruise his heel, right? How amazing is that? And then you fast forward to the crucifixion and Jesus is there in the garden and he's bleeding the blood. He's bleeding from his sweat because of the agony, because of what he's about to go through, because he knows the difference. He knows what he's about to endure. He knows he's about to be beat until he's unrecognizable. He knows that he's about to shed his blood on his head, the crown of thorns. He knows it and then he bleeds for us. And he takes the curse of poverty from us there in the garden. Adam was to work the ground with the sweat of his brow. And Jesus took that in the garden of Gethsemane, what was lost in the garden of Eden. So that so many years before, he took the curse of poverty from us. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Second, Jesus bled from his head. To show us, he with the crown of thorns was placed on his head. And it shows me that we have the mind of Christ. His blood was shed on his head to restore our minds, to restore our thoughts. And to his, I love what Bill Johnson says. He says, I can't afford to have a thought in my mind that isn't in his. We must have restored minds, we must have minds that are on Jesus and they were washed with his blood. And the Bible, I love the Bible, says that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ to walk with Him. Then He shed blood from His, uh, from his hands, His hands outstretched arms, so that we could be, go and do what He did, so that we could heal the sick, so that we could cleanse the lepers, so that we could touch those that are, that are just sick and need healing and see them healed. The Bible says in James 5, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's so important that we walk in the blood of Jesus and we thank the Lord for the blood of Jesus shed on his hands so that we can go and be his hands. Then his blood was shed on his feet so that we could go and we could be his feet and we could bring the gospel of peace wherever we go, that there's peace, that the gospel is a gospel not just for tomorrow and for eternity, but for today, for hope, that Jesus is the hope for today, that he is healing and that he is present with us, that no matter what we go through, God is with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And we're to be his feet. He bled from his feet so that we could go and be his hands or be his feet. He bled from his back so that we could be healed. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes, we are healed. And so when we just declare that, it's so important. If you know somebody that's sick that's going through this, declare that over them. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes, we are healed. We are made whole in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. Then he bled on his side and blood and water flowed from his side. Remember the blood and the water flowing in Leviticus and then again in Mark. And so when the cleansing of the leper, the blood and the water flowed, right? And the bird was released over the city and flew over the city and released and showed that redeeming power. Jesus, when he was pierced in his side, his legs were not broken like the others. He was pierced in the side and blood and water flowed. And they say it was from a broken heart. Blood and water flowed to cleanse us. And to restore our hearts to his. John 19.34 says, instead of breaking uh, his legs, one of the soldiers pierced his side with the spear. Bearing a sudden flow of blood and water. Just amazing. Amazing. There on the cedar, the scarlet lamb of God bled for us. Blood and water flowed for our restoration, for our healing, for us to be made completely clean inside and out. He bled from the sweat of his brow. He bled from his head. He bled from his side. He bled from his hands and his feet. He bled from his back. And lastly, he bled from his insides. His insides. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities so that he could come live inside of us. He was bleeding on the inside, bruised for us, so that we could have life in him, so that he could come and take up his home in our hearts, and so that we could live for him forever. The blood of Jesus is powerful, and the blood of Jesus must be applied. I want to give you three simple ways to apply the blood of Jesus today. Number one, we receive salvation by applying the blood. We receive salvation by applying the blood. First John 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his, Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. If you know somebody that needs salvation, that needs to come to the knowledge of God, that needs to know God in their heart, begin to plead the blood of Jesus over them. Because the blood of Jesus speaks a word better than the blood of Abel. The Bible says in Genesis 4 and 5, the Bible tells the story of Cain and Abel, the first murder there. And Cain, his brother, killed Abel. And Abel's blood cried out to God. And God came and he spoke to to Cain. And he said, why did you kill your brother? And, you know, or where is your brother? And God knew because Abel's blood cried out. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 and chapter 6 about the blood of the martyrs and how the blood of the martyrs is crying. They cry out before the throne of God and they say, God, when will there be justice? When will we see justice? And when will we see your return? When will you come back? So how much more does the blood of Jesus cry out for us? When we plead the blood of Jesus over the lost souls, I believe that God begins to work in their hearts. I believe that they're highlighted by God then. And then they begin to, God begins to reach out to them even more than he already is. Because the Bible says that He is reaching out for each one of us. We're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Second. So we receive salvation by applying the blood. The second way we apply the blood is we enter into communion with God by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews ten nineteen says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have such a great confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, we can have confidence and boldness to enter the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. By his precious blood shed on the cross, we can enter in to know him and to be known by him. It's so important. Last week, my friend Nick talked about moving from knowledge of God to acknowledging God and to having walking in not just the knowledge of God, but communion with God. It's so important to have communion with God, and we can do that by the blood of Jesus. Number three, the third way we apply the blood of Jesus is we walk in our purpose by his blood. Revelation 1, Revelation chapter 1 in verse 5, we'll read verse 5 and 6. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, he has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God his God and father to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. You were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. You were bought at a price for a purpose. You were bought to serve God and to walk with him and to be a kingdom and priest that rule and reign with Christ. You were bought with a purpose and plans of God in mind. Have you guys ever thought about how precious the blood of Jesus is? Have you ever thought about why the blood of Jesus is so precious? It's interesting to me. I never had really thought about it before, but it's God's blood, right? He became flesh for us. God humbled himself and became a man, 100% God, 100% man. How precious is that blood? God came and he overshadowed Mary, right, and Mary conceived and she gave birth to Jesus in Luke 1, 35-38. We see how Jesus came about, right? We see that the angel of the Lord answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come, because Mary asks, Mary goes, how will this thing be? How will I conceive and give birth to God's Son? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was afraid uh, was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words be fulfilled. And the angel left her. You ever think about that? God comes down and he, the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary. And Mary conceives and then gives birth to the Son of God, who's 100% God, 100% man. And then God, dwelling among us, right, lives a perfect, sinless life before us. He sets the captives free. He opens the eyes of the blind. He fulfills every prophecy in the Bible. Every single prophecy in the Old Testament, He fulfills it. Every single, from Genesis all the way to Malachi, Jesus fulfills every single one in 33 short years. Right? Every from his birth to his death, he's fulfilling and he's showing the people who he is. It's precious blood. He cleansed the leper. He opened the eyes of the blind. He gave his life as a ransom for many on the cross at Calvary's Hill. But he didn't stay there. Amen. On the third day, Jesus rose again. And he sent the Holy Spirit to come and be our comforter and our counselor in time of need. To be our empowerment. To tell the whole world about Jesus and what he did. Today, I want to pray for two groups of people. So if you would, just put your Bible down for a second. I want to pray for two groups of people. I want to pray, you might be watching this online, and you might say, I've never applied the blood of Jesus to my life. I've never received the free gift of salvation. You may say, the Bible says if you speak with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you confess with your heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day, that you will be saved. Today, I want to lead you guys in a prayer. If you've never, if you've never given your life to God, if you've never fully surrendered your life to God, if you've never pled the blood of Jesus over your life and asked him to wash you clean, to make you new, to purify you from all unrighteousness. Today is your day. Today is the day to do it. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to ask Jesus to come and to wash over you with his blood and to cleanse you and make you whole. So let's pray and then we'll pray for our second group of people. So if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And everyone just repeat it. And if you're praying this for the first time, I want to encourage you to, to, if you're praying with us today and you're, for the very first time, you're surrendering your life to Jesus, I want to encourage you to comment in the comments below. Send us a, uh, in a message on Messenger there or send us an email at info at newdaydfw.com. And they'll put that in the comments for you so that way you can email that and say, this is my first time. But let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray and ask God. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I plead your blood over all of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again for me. So that I could be free from sin and live for you. Jesus, come be the Lord of my life. Help me follow you. Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you rededicated your life to God, I want to just congratulate you and say, that's awesome. All of heaven is celebrating with you. And I want to encourage you, find Find a good home church online or find a good home church whenever this stuff, all this stuff blows over. Come find a good church and get plugged in somewhere. I encourage you to get a Bible and to begin reading your Bible every day. And I also want to encourage you to tell somebody, tell somebody that loves Jesus that you did this today and encourage them and ask them about Jesus. And follow him. Lastly, I want to tell you to pray every single day. Prayer is so important, and prayer is simply talking to God like you would talk to a friend. You're just going to talk to God and say, God, here I am. This is what is going on with me, and then you're going to listen, and let God speak to you, because I believe God wants to speak to each and every one of you. Amen? Amen. The second group I want to pray for today, in light of the blood of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus must be applied. I want to apply the blood of Jesus to those that need healing. So if you need a healing in your life, I want you just to raise your hand or just to put it in the comments there on Facebook. If there's anybody here or anybody online that needs a healing, I want to pray for you that God would heal you because Jesus' blood is powerful, and we're going to apply it right now to your life. And the healing blood and the healing flow of Jesus is going to flow in your life because the blood of Jesus is powerful, And it must be applied, and we're going to apply it right here, right now. So just lift up your hands, and we're just going to pray for you to be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, I just re- re- just release the blood of Jesus over each and every sick person under the sound of my voice, God, that your healing oil would flow right now. God, I ask that you'd release your grace, Lord, to each and every one of them. Lord, I thank you that blood and water flowed on the cross for them to be restored and made whole in Jesus' mighty name. You're the God who makes us whole. God, you don't make us half. You make us whole. God, you're the whole God who wants to minister to the whole person, Lord. So I thank Thank you for your healing power right now to flow. In Jesus' mighty name, we speak to each person with pneumonia to be healed. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak to knee problems to be healed. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak to shoulders to be healed. Backs to be straightened, in Jesus' mighty name. Because by his stripes, we were healed. Isaiah 53.5, we declare it over each and every one. By the stripes on Jesus' back, by the blood of Jesus, we are made whole. So we just release the healing power of Jesus right now God I pray against cancer right now in Jesus mighty name that you'd heal it you'd restore it right now in Jesus mighty name God we come against this virus God we come against God these um, symptoms right now in Jesus name and pray healing to flow right now in Jesus mighty name we thank you God for your healing power we plead the blood of Jesus over New Day Church we plead the blood of Jesus God over each and everyone watching God we plead your blood over us God and we thank you that your blood covers us that your blood protects us, God that you're with us God you cleanse us by your blood God you make us whole God I thank you for your blood that you shed on the cross for us God thank you for your goodness Lord I thank you for your grace God I thank you for what you're doing in and through New Day Church God what you're doing in and through this time God help people to be a bold witness for you God help people to stand up and anyone that they meet God they would be a bold witness for you God and they would rise up and they would do what's right and they would preach the gospel God with their words and with their lives Lord God, I thank you, Jesus, that we're going to see more sick healed in this time, Lord, than ever before. God, we're going to see more salvations, God, in this decade than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.